In today's show, Bitcoin price avoids three-month lows as Crypto Dive liquidates $390 million. And quoting billionaire Michael Saylor, no one can outturn inflation. Everyone can buy Bitcoin. And quoting Max Kaiser back from 2011 via the Kaiser Report, Bitcoin is the currency of resistance, the new better gold. It's going to $100,000. It's the best way to fight. Fiat money, corrupt bankers, everyone should buy Bitcoin. That's right. Also in today's show, the SEC can't can't find Binance CEO Xiangping Zhao and ask the court for alternate service. We'll also be discussing Ethereum needs to make three crucial transitions to avoid failure, according to Vitalik Buterin, as well as Argentina ready to support Bitcoin with a gathering and event in Buenos Aires. We'll also be discussing one social metric flashes bullish for Bitcoin amid the market downturn, according to analytics firm Santiment. We'll also be discussing fiat is a sinking ship and Bitcoin is the lifeboat, but CBDCs are are inevitable. According to Robert Breedlove, I'll be breaking down his latest interview, as well as his epic throwback $12.5 million Bitcoin price prediction. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome, everyone. This is pod episode number 1308. I'm your host, JV, and today is June 10th, 2023, and it's a Saturday. How many took advantage of this dip? Let me know in the comments below as there are blood out on these crypto streets. As you can see here, Bitcoin down 3% for the day, trading just above $25,700. Ether down 5.5%, trading at $1,742. Some of the biggest losers, some down roughly 20%, include Matic, Solana, and Cardano as the blood continues. I mean, a great time to seize the moment and buy some of your favorite cryptos. Now, checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the current crypto market cap still sustaining just above a trillion dollars with about $48.5 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The big change is the Bitcoin dominance back on the rise, hitting a whopping 47.7% as many people are moving from altcoins back into the king crypto. We also have Ethereum with a 20.1% market dominance. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, virtually nothing. Why is that? Because everything is crashing and in the red. And checking out the top losers for the past week, this is a sea of red, literally nothing in the green, not looking so good. Dash down 25%, RNDR down 20%, just overall massive losses, even Matic down 25%. Now, checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 49 neutral. Last week was a 50 and last week a 53 and last month a 52 in neutral. So we have been stuck here for quite some time. And now checking out the charts, let's break down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis and see what's happening. Bitcoin challenged three-month lows into June 10th as altcoins in particular felt the heat from the U.S. regulatory pressure. Here you're looking at the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and Trading View showed Bitcoin hitting 25 four on the day down over 1200 bucks from the previous day's high and while showing weakness bitcoin was spared with the fate of major altcoins which reacted strongly to delisting the accompanied u.s legal action against major exchanges trading app Robinhood announced it would remove support for several cryptos including in the lawsuit against Binance and coinbase by the sec these subsequently hemorrhaged their value with both cardano and solana down nearly 25 percent in the past day 
quoting them here, we regularly review the crypto we offer on Robinhood, the firm stated. Based on our latest review, we have decided to end support for Cardano and Polygon and Solana on June 27, 2023 at 6.59 p.m. Eastern. And as a result, you could imagine these alts have been crashing like a mofo. Now, uh, quoting the CEO of Crypto.com, I guess we're in the they fight you stage on the crypto adoption curve. Make no mistake, the crypto industry will go through this and emerge stronger than ever. Now let's discuss the Bitcoin price 200 week trend line support failing. The events had a major impact on the overall crypto market cap. According to crypto analyst Mikhail Van de Pop, he warned that worse is yet to come. This is not the weekly candle you'd want to see on the total market cap. He told his followers, losing the 200-week moving average, shouts for downwards continuation on the trend. And according to Crypto Tony, these altcoin drops get me way too excited in crypto as they really do not come by that often. 100. Got some incredible entries lined up later this year. I will share a few later with you to see if they are super realistic. And for existing traders, long liquidations total $320 million bucks for June 10th, according to data from CoinGlass. And the day obviously is just getting started. Started with another 70 million in short positions, also evaporating. So there you have it. And now, uh, Michael Saylor, a great quote here. No one could outrun inflation. Everyone can buy Bitcoin. That, my friend, is a fact. And it was back in 2011, which is 13 years ago. The first time Bitcoin mentioned on TV was via the Kaiser Report, quoting Max right here. Bitcoin is the currency of the resistance, the new better gold. It's going to 100,000. It's the best way to fight fiat money, corrupt bankers. Everyone should buy Bitcoin. Get damn straight. And now let's break down our next story of the day. And that's CZ. Is he in hiding right now? Apparently, the regulators can't locate him and are trying to find him. So let's break this down. And welcome to everyone just joining us. The U.S. SEC is seeking alternative service from the U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C. to issue a legal summons to CZ, the CEO of crypto exchange Binance. CZ and Binance were recently sued by the SEC over alleged unregistered security operations. In a case document filed with the District Court on June 7th, the SEC requested alternative service. It explained its evident stance that typical service might prove difficult in this case. Quoting them here, Binance and CZ are not typical foreign entity and individual. They are widely known for disagreeing with the premise of a headquarters or dasmal, let alone identifying one. And CZ is famously protective of revealing his whereabouts. So despite the purported difficulty in serving CZ, the CEO would likely not be required to make a court appearance merely to respond to the summons. However, the courts typically require some form of service to occur even if the defendant isn't required to appear. Quoting CZ on crypto Twitter, I was just told this is part of the SEC complaint process. Nothing new. Also, I uh, told I won't have to appear in person. No need to FUD. Now, the SEC asked the court to order CZ and Binance to promptly provide a swarm accounting, essentially a legal disclosure of financial information. And per the complaint, the SEC has been unable to discern the full extent of the defendant's assets, the exact whereabouts of the investor money or the status or location of other assets that may have been used to satisfy a money judgment against 
the defendants. Again, the SEC cited the logistical concerns as mitigating factors. The filing states the request for a sworn accounting stems from BAM's trading inability to provide accurate info concerning the whereabouts of CZ or the company located abroad. BAM Trading is the organization that oversees Binance US in partnership with Binance, a setup meant to allow the company to keep its US operations separate from its other entities. CZ's location remains unknown at this time. He is a Chinese-born Canadian citizen who reportedly bought a home in Dubai back in 2021. However, according to the Binance spokesperson Dewey Mustajab, as of March 28th, the CEO splits his time between Dubai and France. So there you have it. And currently, if anyone has crypto on the exchanges, this goes for Binance US, this goes for Binance, uh, this goes for Coinbase, this goes for every major exchange and every exchange in general in the crypto industry. Remove your crypto off the exchanges or forever hold your peace as if, if it's not your crypto, it's not your coins at the end of the day. For example, they just were discussing freezing USD uh, deposits on Binance US and it's only a matter of time before they they freeze all of the assets. We've already witnessed this firsthand last year with the debacle of FTX with Scam Bankman Freed. So hopefully you've learned from that and protect yourself with some, uh, you know, uh, I would say cold storage such as a Trezor wallet. And again, you want to hold your own uh, crypto. You don't want to be, uh, you know, depending upon a third party to protect you at the end of the day, especially when, you know, uh, you know, they're not in control of your crypto. The regulators are if there is, you know, uh, law enforcement actions being taken a, a, a against the exchange like we're witnessing right now, you know, firsthand in the industry. And now for the latest, uh, Vitalik has been pretty quiet. So he recently shared three updates that Ethereum needs to focus on uh, to thrive. So we're going to be breaking this down. And this is according to Vitalik himself. Uh, he says Ethereum needs to execute three crucial transitions to ensure its place in the future. According to Vitalik, the project's founder, Buterin says in a new blog post, it's necessary for Ethereum to achieve scalability, wallet security, and privacy. I call that the holy trinity, right? Quoting him here, as Ethereum transitions from a young experimental technology into a mature tech stack that is capable of actually bringing an open, global, and permissionless experience to average users, there are three major technical transitions that the stack needs to undergo roughly simultaneously. And he points it out here, the layer two scaling transition, everyone moving to rollups, the wallet security transition, everyone moving to smart contract wallets, and the privacy transition, making sure privacy preserving funds transfers are available and making sure that all of the other gadgets that are being developed, including social recovery, identity, reputation, etc., are privacy preserving. Rollups are solutions that execute transactions outside of Ethereum's blockchain, but record the transactional data. If Ethereum doesn't achieve scaling, Buterin says the project will fail due to high transaction costs that will force products to opt for centralized solutions. Without wallet security, the ETH founder says Ethereum users will move to centralized exchanges, and if Ethereum continues to rely on public transactions, users will switch to centralized solutions to at least somewhat hide their data, according to Vitalik. Quoting him again, it is not just about the technical feasibility, but about the actual accessibility for regular users. We need to rise to meet this challenge. So there you have it. Also like to point out a layer two scaling solution for the Ethereum blockchain is Matic. But now with the SEC allegedly deeming Matic Polygon a security in their latest lawsuit against, you know, Binance and Coinbase really makes you wonder how this will likely play out and what other solutions there are for this scaling 
problem as well as the other problems, which, you know, Vitalik pointed out. What do you think the likelihood of Ethereum will be? Do you think they'll solve these transitions and it will likely continue to soar as it has been since the inception of Ethereum? Or do you think uh, things will likely change in the near future? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss the Bitcoin game theory in full effect with meetups occurring right now in Argentina for the King Crypto. Let's break this down. Then I'll be breaking out a bullish Bitcoin metric followed by Robert Breedlove's $12.5 million Bitcoin price prediction. Now shout out to everyone in Latin America. Argentina's Bitcoin community is gearing up for a significant event this Saturday, June 10th. That's right, today, as they plan to assemble a giant human Bitcoin symbol at the Campo Argentino de Polo in the city of Buenos Aires. I believe that's the capital, if I'm not mistaken. The gathering organized by the NGO Bitcoin Argentina marks the organization's 10-year anniversary and aims to promote the advantages of Bitcoin and the blockchain ecosystem with the support of numerous companies and organizations in the sector. Thousands of participants are expected to send a strong message about monetary and financial freedom. Jamona Valone, the executive director, of Bitcoin Argentina expressed her excitement about the event, stating June 10th will be historic for the crypto community. For the first time, a giant human bee will be assembled, talking about the Bitcoin logo, with thousands of people to show that in the face of a world in crisis, unstable crypto industry is stronger than ever. The event is open to the public and requires prior registration. Additionally, attendees will have the opportunity to support the organization by purchasing commemorative merchandise such as orange umbrellas featuring the Bitcoin symbol. The highlight of the event will be the aerial photograph of the giant human Bitcoin logo, logo taken by the drone. The initi initiative has garnered significant interest within the community, with volunteers seemingly joining from far and wide to be a part of the event. Is anyone who watches the show going to be there in Argentina for this event today? Let me know in the comments below. Quoting them here, the crypto ecosystem is more united and solid than ever, and on Saturday, we're going to give it an account of that. In case of inclement weather, the event will be rescheduled for June 24th. So hopefully it's a sunny day out there. And for those interested in attending or covering this monumental gathering, registration and press accreditation can be completed online. So make sure to check the show notes below the video in the description as I'll include this resource for you to take advantage of it. And I can't wait to see the assembly of the giant human Bitcoin logo in Argentina, which represents a significant milestone in promoting the values of Bitcoin and decentralized technologies. So there you have it. Mass adoption. Let's freaking go. I love it. Bring it. Now let's discuss our next break-in story of the day. And that's some bullish momentum according to this metric, according to uh, analytics firm Santiment. So let's break it down. Blockchain analytics platform Santiment says this one key metric is flashing a signal that suggests the crypto market reversal is on the horizon. Santiment says that discussions using certain crypto terms on social media platforms are rapidly cooling off, indicating that the latest market dip may be close to reaching a bottom. Quoting them here, crypto discussion rates across Twitter, Telegram, Discord, Reddit, and 4chan are dropping as traders show signs of disinterest. Look at these drop-offs as a sign that the markets are getting closer to capitulation, which is traditionally bullish. They make a great point. They also note that Ethereum supply on the crypto exchanges is approaching record lows, suggesting that the potential of future sell-offs may be limited for the leading alt. However, the analytics firm warns that the next few days could be rocky for Ethereum as Ethereum's deposit transactions skyrocketed to close out the week. Quoting the analytics platform here, Ethereum supply on the exchanges continues falling to record lows, now at just 9.47%, which implies lower risk of the future sell-off. However, active deposit addresses just hit their highest level ever since March, implying this weekend 
could be volatile. So that's right. Expect continued volatility. The blockchain analytics platform is also keeping the eye on the activities of Tether, USDT whales and sharks. According to Santiment, USDT whales and sharks accumulated the largest amount of Tether in history and have moved most of the stable coin off the exchanges. Quoting them here, this is an interesting correlation between Tether's key shark and whale addresses and the amount of coins on the exchanges. Wallets with 100000 to $10 million in USDT now hold over $16 billion. The most of these coins are moving away from the exchanges and into self-custody. I would expect that, especially during uh, turbulations like we're experiencing right now. And lastly, Santiment says that the Bitcoin network is seeing more active addresses. Active addresses show the number of distinct addresses that participated in transferring Bitcoin on any given day. According to Santiment, increasing active addresses could be seen as a bullish signal, especially if it is coupled with declining exchange deposits and it indicates growing coin utility without the risk of a potential sell-off. Quitting them here, with volatility increasing market wide. Bitcoin's level of utility has picked up quite drastically. The amount of unique addresses interacting on the Bitcoin network has exceeded 1 million in each of the past two days for the first time since April 21st. So there you have it. I mean, another uh, great foundational sign that the Bitcoin network is stronger than ever. We're also witnessing difficulty and hash rate hitting all-time highs. And as they say, that's a precursor to the Bitcoin price. And with that being shared, fam, now for the moment you've all been waiting for, here are the latest predictions coming from Robert Breedlove, the Bitcoin bull himself. So we're actually going to start with his recent interview he just did on Kitco News, and then we'll dive into his throwback $12.5 million Bitcoin uh, price predictions. A massive shout out to Robert Breedlove. Now check this out. If one group of people must trade their time for money and another group of people can print the money, where does that lead? Great question. The Fed is stealing from their time and stealing from their life. That, my friend, is a fact. Now, Moss and Breedlove spoke recently with the lead editor-in-chief at Kitco News at Bitcoin Miami, and they said the world's many currencies represent regional monopolies that inhabit trade, investment, and wealth accumulation. Quitting Breedlove, the world wants one money. Money is technology that intermediates trade. The deeper our trade networks are, the deeper the division of labor is. The more wealth we can create and the more problems we can solve. Breedlove said the world has over 200 nation states, each with their own money, enabling internal repression while disabling truly free trade. We have these little fractured pockets of monetary monopolies around the world that inhibits trade. It inhibits the free flow of goods. It enables taxation, oppression, inflation, and all of these things are not good for individual liberty. Touche. He said that fractured monetary system also confuses entrepreneurial activity, induces people to overborrow, and causes misallocation of capital, but it takes a human toll that extends far beyond economics. Quoting him again, in this world where people are being robbed all the time, they're so desperate to keep up with a rat race that they don't really like to take the time to discover what they're at best. Now, Breedlove also says, what does the world need? What can they do profitably? They're not as free to explore their entrepreneurial impulse because they're just trying to stay ahead of inflation and oppression all the time. Everyone's trying to outrun the theft. Now, uh, uh, Moss 
went on to share, the Fed's whole purpose is to manage the supply of money, or more importantly, the price of money. And when you're setting the price of money, you're setting the price of everything. Every single month, we look at Jerome Powell coming out of the FOMC meeting. I compare it to waiting for the groundhog to come out and tell us if spring is going to come. We're waiting for one guy to tell us what our fate will be. Bitcoin going to sound money will negate that, will take away the need. Now let's discuss central banks as the core problem. Breedlove said that in order to address the fundamental problems of fiat currencies and central banking, it's necessary to step outside of the box and think critically about the top-down centrally planned system itself, quoting him here, when people are intelligent enough to understand the macroeconomic landscape and how it works, if you only speak about what is the inflation rate going to be adjusted to, what is the interest rate going to be adjusted to, what is the current CPI, you're speaking a language that is within a paradigm of centrally planned money. You never step outside of the box and say, hey guys, how about we stop centrally planning the money? If you just stay in the box and you only speak their language, you're implicitly justifying the scam. And I think he makes a great point. And we all know CBDCs are the ultimate tool of control and that Bitcoin is the antidote to the CBDCs. And with that being shared, now let's break down his $12.5 million throwback price prediction. He shared this back in 2021 with Kitco News. And uh, so, yeah, here's what he had to say. He told Michelle McCory the, of Kitco News that over the next 10 years, this was uh, roughly seven years ago, that Bitcoin would climb to $12.5 million in nominal terms, which would be $1 million in inflation-adjusted 2021 terms. His forecast is based on the assumption that the money supply will continue to grow exponentially with the nominal value of Bitcoin growing alongside it. Quitting him here, the expansion of the money supply is governed by a law. It is called the law of accelerating issuance of depreciation. So the more money you print, the more money you have to print just to keep the system going. Breedlove expects the M2 money supply to double again in the next four years and then double again after that until the U.S. money supply grows to about 40% of the world's money supply in 10 years' time, quoting him here. During that time, expect Bitcoin to be the ultimate, irresponsible, non-counterparty insurance policy against central banks to appreciate in tandem. So I think its purchasing power will increase to $1 million in 2021 purchasing power terms. But by that time, due to the expansion of the money supply, Bitcoin will actually be nominally valued at $12.5 million. So there you have it. And let's break this down for a moment before we dive into our live Q&A. So he's ultimately saying he expects Bitcoin, let's just say hypothetically at today's value, to be at $1 million in dollar terms because He's expecting the dollar supply to grossly expand as we've been witnessing uh, more recently as the money printer continue to go. And as a result, even though the Bitcoin price will be $12.5 million as per his prediction by the year 2031, which is roughly seven or eight years out from today, he believes, uh, you know, due to hyperinflation, it's going to be $12.5 million, even though at today's money value, that's $1 million per coin. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments right down below. What do you feel the likelihood of that occurring into fruition is? Like literally a one plus million dollar Bitcoin price by 2031. Also like to point out that's right in alignment with ARK Invest's CEO, Kathy Wood. As I covered in yesterday's episode, she is predicting a one and a half million dollar Bitcoin price by the year 2030. So pretty accurate with Robert Breedlove. The difference of being, you know, 12 and a half million and one and a half million. But again, due to hyperinflation is the reason that Robert, Robert Breedlove's number is so big in the first place. And don't forget to check out Crypto News alerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live 
Q&A, and I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.